You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Everybody, what's going on? And welcome to another episode and edition of the Dave Sturchio Show. I am your host, the one and only Dave Sturchio. Well, that's not true. My dad's Dave Sturchio as well. And I also found another Dave Sturchio on Facebook once upon a time. Kind of freaked me out um, that there was somebody with my name. Uh, turns out, yes, we are related in some long stretch capacity. It was just kind of weird to see it uh, when I was n- not searching for myself, but I wanted to go to my own page and then like another guy from a surrounding town. <laughs> the surrounding town was the weirdest part. Um, but yeah, so welcome. I hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope everybody has enjoyed the first, um, let's see, five episodes, is it? Or episode six? Like, I lost count last time, which is terrible. Um, I, I went out there and I was like, oh, you know, welcome to this. And now these are in the can. Uh, and so yeah, this is episode five. All right, we've done four so far. Um, if you want, you can go back and listen to all of the episodes that I've put out there so far. And uh, so far, it's been a pretty much a life podcast into the career path into the uh, the professional wrestling game, into the why I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, there's a lot to digest. I know I'm a lot of person, uh, both mentally, physically, emotionally. There's a whole bunch of me to go around uh, as you kind of dive into my world. So what exactly do you want to talk about today, Dave? What, what exactly is going on in the world? Uh, listen, it's the middle of summer as you're listening to this. It is July the 6th, 2023. Fourth of the Fourth of the July. Listen to me. Fourth of July just passed, and um, I will say that it was a a good weekend for me. A quiet one in some regard. A adventurous one in some regard. You got to have balance, man. I'm telling you right now. If you don't have balance in your life, uh, you're gonna find yourself in a rut. You're gonna find yourself in in a situation where you don't know what's next. And let me tell you something. On the night of the Fourth of July. Uh, this is true, true story. This is the kind of stuff that I deal with, um, on either. I don't want to say the day to day because most of the time, if anybody knows me, I'm more of an upbeat, funny, you know, personable dude. But like, sometimes you get stricken and you get, you know, shoved down by, by anxiety and depression and, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I wish I can explain that to some of the closest people in my life that, there's no, there's no stopping this beast. You know what I mean? There's no stop. And I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about anxiety and depression. That stuff is as real as it gets. And it's hard to be like, if somebody wants to help you and say like, what can I do to help? Uh, or what triggered this or what this, what that there is no trigger. There is, and maybe there is, but sometimes you don't discover it right away. Sometimes it's hard to identify why you go into this funk. Uh, I went into a bad one on the 4th of July night. Um, I want to chalk it up to the fact that I was off of, of this job, my my full-time career, which is building Chop Studios and Chop Sports Media. I was off. We had an event on Friday night where we were at Strickland Steakhouse in Woodbridge. Go check those guys out on social media. Uh, they are the next big thing in the town of Woodbridge. If you're a local and you're a steak fan, that is the place to be. It's opening up very soon. But what we're doing for them is we're doing some uh, – social media, we're doing some video, some photography, some all that stuff rolled into one. We're doing that for Mike Strickland, a guy I went to high school with, um, and uh, Mike Ostrowski, who I've worked close with in this entire process. We're, we're working with Strickland's, and we're working with the West Shore Inn in Staten Island, another steakhouse. Uh, but we want to help you guys create your social media. So therefore, 
We're there at a soft opening on Friday, so we get to see the place for the first time. Kind of pretty much like 85% done. There's still some things to do. Um, but we're, 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 we're in it. We're in our zone. We're in our bag. We're doing our thing. We're taking the photos. We're doing the video. We get back to the office, and we kind of just say, hey, listen, you know, we have a rental on Monday and Sunday. So Sunday night, we have our guys over at the Paramount Gym, Underground Nutrition. They come in and do a podcast every week. Uh, you can go follow those guys. Those guys are great. And then we have Brianna McCabe, who does her Red Room here. And she has another successful podcast in which, you know, she has reached millions of people over on TikTok and stuff like that via our our spot. So it's it's a very cool thing. She had a rental scheduled for Monday, uh, the July 3rd. And I was all ready to rock and roll. Um, I went to the gym early and I said, I got to get down to the studio because she has a rental. She had canceled that rental because, you know, whatever situation comes across. But I'm, I'm thinking to myself like, all right, so I'm about to be prepared for four days off in a row. And the, while you can do as much marketing and, um, you know, social media stuff as you possibly can, but technically you're, you're away from your baby. You're away from the business that you're building. And I think that stemmed or, or at least sparked a little bit of anxiety. Like, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough to build the business? Is, is four days off in a row wrong if you're two and a half years into building a business? Now, some will say, hey, man, Go enjoy life. You got to have that balance. You got to go out. You got to enjoy your family. You got to enjoy your friends. You got to enjoy this downtime. Others will say, the grind never stops. You got to get on it. Yeah, I can't believe you took those days off. You're, you're setting yourself back. I'm like in the middle, I think. You know, I went out on the 4th of July where I went out on my buddy's boat. One of my best friends, Greg, he got a brand new boat this year, and it's a phenomenal, phenomenal vehicle, I guess you can call it. It's awesome. We had a great time. I went out there with Mark and his wife, Rachel, and we had a great time uh, fishing. And I'm not the biggest fisherman in the world. Don't let me tell you different. I'm, I'm, I did catch a fish, which was, hey, look at me. I'm a pro. Um, without a license. <laughs> so heads up. Uh, but anyway, call the police. But, um, you know, so I had that downtime. And all of a sudden, like towards the afternoon, I'm sitting around at my house and I'm just like, it's starting to starting to creep in a little bit, right? I'm just like, damn, bro, should you have gone out? Should you have should you have drank those beers and hung out with your friends? Or should you have gone to the office on the 4th of July where everybody and their mothers are off? And the answer is simple. I did the right thing. And I'm not about to say, and, and you know, it's funny. I, I spoke to my friend Greg about this because he, he noticed it because I, I, listen, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Sometimes I say too much and that's a fault of mine. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes I'm outspoken to the point where, I shouldn't be letting people know about what's going on in my life because, in my personal life at least, because it's not any of their business and I'm not looking for the sympathy. I'm not looking for the, oh man, you know, you'll do it, bro, push through. But I kind of searched for that uh, on the 4th of July afternoon and, you know, Greg was there to, to kind of do the pick-me-up thing. Greg was there the next day too in the gym we, we spoke a little bit and I was like, ah, I think I'm done. And I was like, all right, should I do cardio? He's like, go do cardio, right? Like, this is coming from Greg who, you know, uh, I've known the kids since shit freshman year of high school and you know I'm not going to say he's Mr. Gym goer but he motivated me to, to go I mean he keeps himself in good shape he's a freaking cross country runner or formerly of uh, but anyway so he had me motivated to go do cardio the next day but it, it kind of spoke to me and sometimes you need those people in your life to kind of give you the dude you're going to be fine you know what I mean and I had that guy and that, that source once upon a time in, in my best friend, John, he was a lot of the things that I, I, I struggle with, I can find in him. And he, he would always say like, Hey man, you know, it's, it's tough right now, but 
everything's gonna be all right you know it'll all work out as they say in entourage a lot you know like, it'll all work out you know no matter what it'll all work out don't stress it you'll be fine um but you know there's there's those times where you, you you're building this business and and like i said we're two and a half years in there's been segues along the road like we started as chop sports we're a sports group we're a we're a facebook group we want to talk some shit we want to do a podcast we want to do a daily show we want to interact we want to get advertisers that's how we did it um that's how we were able to pay the bills, right? And then and the segue was, hey, you know, that's okay, all well and good. What's next? Then the NIL thing passed, which was good. It's actually two years to the day uh, that NIL passed, um, in which that was a, a big boom for us where we got to link up with guys like John Paz and uh, Mike Tverdoff and, you know, just a, bit, a bunch of college athletes, mostly football players, are one of our future interns at the time, Madison Palumbo. She's a lacrosse player. She was one of our chop athletes, right? We kind of piggybacked off the idea of what Barstool Sports was doing, but Barstool Sports turned out to do nothing with their athletes, and that's not a knock on Barstool, but, you know, they, they became this Barstool athlete NIL thing, and, yeah, they have a couple that have stood out and have made some significant money, but at the end of the day, they were doing like this open application service where people were just getting like free garb and free, you know, uh, barstool shirts and got to put it in their bio. And you know what I mean? Like it wasn't much. So what we wanted to do is like, hey, let's help out the college athlete by creating merchandise for them and having them sell it. We take a cut, but they get the majority. I think it was a 60-40 split we were giving them. But we were making 40% of every, t every single t-shirt that these people would sell. And it was good for us for a little while. Then we segued into a daily show where we were like, yo, we got to go live every day, build YouTube. And once we get to a thousand followers and subscribers on YouTube, we are going to monetize and be rich, right? That doesn't, that's not the way it works. Anybody who does this on YouTube understands that once you get to a thousand, yes, you have the ability to monetize, but your first check from Google is like eight cents. And you're like, well, shit, <laughs> now what? You know, like you realize, all right, you're not going to be making money on YouTube unless you're Kyle Kerm, shout out to the sauce, right? Or or your guys with millions of subscribers who daily content is is just pivotal to everybody's success, like a Gary V or whoever, right? The Beast, Mr. Beast or whatever his name is. Um, So, you know, that was what we wanted to do. And then once we realized that wasn't working, we, we were discovered by Mojo and Mojo is... Is, is showing signs of life right now. They're doing better on social media, um, you know, and they contracted us for for nine months, which was supposed to be a 10-week deal, turned into a nine-month contract, and we're getting paid pretty handsomely to just kind of talk shit and, and talk about their product, which was a sports stock market, right? And along the way, instead of paying ourselves, which we should have from the gate, we didn't. We reinvested into the into the business, into the into the studio, Bought the lights, bought the cameras, bought the microphones, bought the soundproofing, bought all this stuff that they were paying us was technically funding the creation of Chop Studios. And what I'm telling you right now, it, it was a very smart idea because, yes, did we financially feel it in our own pockets? Yeah, but when people start walking into this place, they love it here, right? We have some really good clients, and we, we, we're, we've segued into Chop Studios. Now, what happens is Mojo goes away. The contract ends. Now what, Dave? Now you have all this stuff, and you were starting to pay yourself a little bit towards the back end. And and now what? And that's where the anxiety steps in. How do you acquire more business? How do you acquire more clients? Now, there's many ways to do this. 
And I, I know that we're still ironing out the ways to do this, whether it be bringing in interns from the handshake, uh, dot uh, com or whatever it's basically college students get to come in here and earn college credits to work with us because we are an llc we are a business right so they can do that and we just hired a, a brand new kid who looks to be aces right we've had some great interns and they've actually as like a proud papa of some of these interns we've gotten them paid gigs we've gotten them paid jobs and paid opportunities from our internship so for that i'm forever like you know uh, proud, right? And I'm not like, oh man, we lost one. At first, when you're losing interns, you're like, son of a bitch, you can't lose anybody. You know, you can't lose these people. This, this is too much. We can't, you know, there's too much work. Uh, but as the funneling system starts, you know, we get a new guy, got a new girl uh, who just so happens to be a, a big wrestling fan. And the, the family uh, of this girl are, are incredible people. Um, and again, I'm not going to put her name out there or anything like that, but she, she started with us and she's working with the, the wrestling show. So we do have people helping. But all the while, me and Chris have been kind of grinding, editing, creating, doing all this stuff. So it gives us the inability to get outside this place. We are nose deep into a computer screen when we should be out on the street giving our business cards, giving our, you know, telling people that we exist. Um, there is going to be general support that sticks with you forever. And that's awesome, right? Um, but sometimes that goes away. And, you know, we have a Patreon, right? That shit started at X, Y, Z amount, and now it's ABC amount, and you're like, whew, that diminished real quick. But think about it. What are you doing for those people? You're doing nothing. So the people that are still racking up with you are the people that support you and love you and care about you guys and, and want to see you guys grow and want to see you guys succeed. They're contributing to the cause. So for that, I am forever, forever grateful. Um, there's one guy, Glenn. Uh, let, let me tell you something about this guy. He... He started with uh, Dat Chat, which is uh, uh, just uh, it's like the metaverse meets you know just blockchain, all this stuff, right? It's stuff I can't even explain it, right? Because it's too difficult. But he's in a good position, right? Where he started a business, or he you know partnered up with people to start this business, and now they're looking into the metaverse and this, that, and third, and, and virtual reality and all this shit. And again, way above my pay grade. But this guy decided, you know, for ours it was like a three, a five, and a ten dollar tier. He like quadrupled, if not whatever the word is for five times. <laughs> like he, he didn't have to do that, but he's out there supporting a small business. So if you're out there, all right, if you're out there and you do want to help support us, there is a Patreon. Just, just shoot me a text and be like, bro, I would donate a dollar a month every month for you guys to grow. And, and, and that's forever. You just completely, I'm forever grateful for those people because those are the people that will ride with you and, and die with you no matter what you guys do. So now that we're in Chop Studios mode, right, we're starting to find clients to do social media for. Now, with these interns that are coming in, they're going to help us out with a lot of this stuff so we can go out and find that, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 30th account. We want to load up. Chop Studios, we feel like we've built this empire within the confines of our walls. Now it's time to grow, right? Now it's time to just get out there, tell people we exist, tell people that Chop Studios is one of the premier locations to record your podcast or record your show or whatever we even have a freaking custom sports desk news desk built by my uncle billy i love you buddy uh, um and uh you know people could be on the news they, they could do whatever they want the endless possibilities of this place are are now available and at your disposal and i think that not enough people know about it so this podcast is almost to kind of launch that on a brand level now on a personal level, <laughs> that's where it gets a little different. Personal level is 
where where do I go as my own entity? Now, I've had a lot of cool opportunities. I really have. Between pro wrestling, writing about the Dallas Cowboys, podcasting about the Dallas Cowboys on a large forum, um, the reach, the people, the connects that I know within the business is, is serious. And I don't take enough advantage of that. I feel like, I'm not going to say I burned bridges, but like... I, I got to a point where I, I thought, you know, I was underappreciated at certain places and, and I was putting in all this work and this time and this effort and I was just looked at as just another guy, right? Because when you're building the business, that's the reason why you get into building a business is because you don't want to listen to anybody. You don't want to answer to anybody. You want to be your own boss. You want to be your own entrepreneur. You want to be your own leader and the own result of your hard work. When you answer to somebody, which again, I'm not going to knock anybody for having a full-time job. I'm not going to knock anybody for having a boss, right? But my mentality was, I feel like I'm putting in too much. So at the time, yeah, do I shoot off at the mouth? I've done that once before in wrestling and was fired, right? And I've done that on bigger forums on the Dallas Cowboys media front. And I quit and I and I, and I I do regret it, right? And, and as I record this podcast and and kind of opened my heart to to all this stuff I plan on reaching out and trying to get back because it's just like one I, I I firmly believe in second third fourth chances as long as you've learned from your mistakes and you go out there and you do your thing and you believe in your talent you should be welcome back right um but it, it, listen people hold grudges and that's fine too I I for one I don't I don't th- I think life is way too short to do that I think that uh you know, I, I just, I, I don't believe in grudges because I feel like no matter what, at the end of the day, everybody holds some value in your life. Because if you go out there and you MF somebody and you say, you know what the hell with this guy, right? That guy could be the segue to some bigger meeting down the line or some bigger relationship down the line or could introduce you to the right people down the line. You just don't want to do that, right? Um, so in that regard, on a personal level, I had a conversation with one Jimmy Palumbo. Jimmy Palumbo was one of our first podcasts that we brought on. He's a uh, he was a hero of mine. You know, don't meet your heroes because they all turn out to be douchebags. Uh, he was a hero of mine because he played a, a phenomenal role in a cult classic movie called Beer League. If you don't know what Beer League is, and you're an adult male age twenty one to whatever, go watch this movie. If you know who Artie Lang is, and you obviously you know who Ralph Macchio is, he's the Karate Kid, He's he's been in obviously all the Cobra Kai stuff. Uh, even my boy Brett Ernst is in there for like a half a minute. Beer League is a funny-ass movie about guys that are just out of shape but are playing softball that still think they're the shit, right? Anyway, it's a great movie. Go check it out. It's funny. But Jimmy Palumbo was in that, and I was introduced to Jimmy when we started our business in early 2021. He came on as the Jimmy Palumbo Show. I now co-host his show, uh, which could be found um, plenty of links. Go find them. Go go YouTube, all that stuff. It's it's all there. But he basically told me the other day, and it's not – I don't think he was trying to knock my business or our, me and Chris's business plan, but he said to me that the power and the money and the success is within me, is within my voice, my talent, my knowledge, my – just expertise in certain areas, that's where things are going to pick up. Now, I look at shows across the board. Some shows that I've listened to are, are complete dog shit, and, and even those people probably know it, but they're, they're getting their bearings. I knew, and I'll take this from Moro. 
Moreover, Nalo, one of my favorite broadcasters of all time. He's done WWE. He's done boxing and MMA. He's done it all. It's great. He's one of the best, if not my favorite. He said on his documentary that he learned at a very young age that his voice was going to be a, a tool to success. And I think that I'm right there with him. I knew from Jump Street that I love to talk. I knew from Jump Street that a, a, a little kid calling and broadcasting his own Madden games to himself, to nobody else but him, was somebody that wanted to talk. I knew, and God bless my mom, you know, she's an she's a, a, uh, interesting individual, and the relationship I have with my mom isn't what I had hoped for, but at the end of the day, she was the one that almost got mad at me when I would take jobs that didn't involve me talking sports, you know, because she would come out and say, you're the next John Madden. You're that guy. You are him. Now, was she trying to be, you know, make me a meal ticket? Maybe. I don't know. But like what I'm saying is she knew. I knew. Everybody around me kind of knew. I was the voice, man. And, and it started way back when into college, into broadcasting school, into my first internship, into my first podcast in 2014, into all this time. And now I look at some of my current inspirations. My current inspirations are as followed. You got Pat McAfee, okay? This guy was making a decent living, a good living in regards to everybody else uh, in the world as a punter in the NFL, the National Football League. He was in there. He was a punter. He was good, great at what he did. He stepped away because he found bigger purpose. He found that his voice, his personality, his moxie, all of that stuff was going to lead to bigger and better things. Now, I saw his early shows. They were shows just like this one. Sitting at a table, talking to himself, maybe one guy producing. I don't even have that. I do all of my own stuff right now. And maybe it evolves. But what I've seen him do in a very, very short amount of time is become this, this sensation, this icon within sports media. And do you contribute that to having the success in the NFL? Sure, it plays a role. It, you know, he, he would tell you that too. There's no way. Same thing with Gary V. Gary V is one of my big guys in, in my Rolodex of people that I constantly think about. Gary V went out there, and you, if you know who he is, you know the story. He went out and started working for his dad. Guess what? I worked for my dad. And he built his dad's wine uh, uh, store, liquor store, to X to fucking 50 times X, right? But all the while, he knew he was a personality. He knew he was a voice. He went out there and did YouTube before YouTube was cool. He went out there, made a, a, a name for himself, and all of a sudden, he is who he is today, one of the most successful entrepreneurs of all time. And why? Because he used his voice. He took that risk. So Gary V, Pat McAfee, old heads that I've watched for a long time, not to call him old, but Rich Eisen, you know, he branched off. He was just an anchor on SportsCenter. You know, now he has the Rich Eisen show. He's doing his thing, right? And look, a lot of these guys, they do come from success, you know? And and I think that's a big step and a big, um, a big opportunity for these guys to already kind of have the platform. I don't come from that, you know? I come from a good life. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to tell you that, like, things were bad for me because they weren't. They were incredible for me growing up. My father took the 
unbelievable care of me and my brother. It was, we were never in a situation where we were like, where's the next dollar coming in dad? You know, like it never because he worked his ass off continues to do that as a 65 year old man. 65. I think I got that right. Six, I don't know. He's born 57, but in any event, he, he, he put the work in, right? So he built something for his family. So I grew up good. I'd never had a, you know, the, beyond the divorce. Yeah. The divorce kind of fucked me up a little bit, but that does when you're eight, nine, 10 years old and you realize mommy and daddy aren't going to be living together anymore. Now what? Now you got to deal with mommy's new boyfriend and her next boyfriend and her next boyfriend, and her next boyfriend, <laughs> like all these people. And meanwhile, dad's doing his own thing. So it was very weird. It's a weird transition when you're growing up as a kid, but you learn to, you know, get used to it. And now obviously mom's been with her, uh, her guy forever. And m my bonus mom, Barry, my dad's wife is, one of the most incredible people I've ever met in my life. And, and if it wasn't for her, I, there might be a bridge that I might've jumped off of. Uh, but she's talked me off a lot of ledges and, and I love her for that. Um, but what I'm saying is I don't come from this, this millions and millions of dollars. I don't do that. Um, or, or even I just don't, I, I've, I've put the work in and, and I think my voice is out there to an extent. Can it be out there more? I think so. And that's why I think I need to reach out to more platforms and start having this as a guest-driven show and start bringing in some of my friends to talk their stories. I just witnessed something over the weekend that I, I cried, cried, literally tears out of my fucking face, okay? My friend Gary Turner has been in bodybuilding for 14, 15 years, okay? And some people frown upon the way he looks because of the way he basically treated his own body. He beat the shit out of his own body for years years and he wasn't winning and there was people like dude give up it's enough bro you're going through these fluctuations where you're 300 pounds and you're down to 180 and whatever the fuck it didn't matter he kept going he kept being persistent and over the weekend he became a professional bodybuilder after chasing this shit for years i had him on a previous show entitled a sit down with sturch which again i think i should bring that back to an extent on this show where i can you know talk with with great people he won I saw him hug his son. I saw him hug his wife. I saw this moment of just let out 14 years of chasing. Now, compare that to the point where I've been chasing this since 2006, 2005, really, when college, and I knew that was the start. So I'm going on, you know, 20 years of a chase, and I don't think I've made it. I don't, I don't ever think that, like, oh, man, there, there's nobody – there's nobody better than me. There's a lot of people better than me, right? There's a, there's a shit ton of people better than me. But I'm not about to sit here and tell you that they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me when it comes to being on the mic. I think for, for I swear to this, and I, and I swear to this as, 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 as God is my witness and everybody who's ever supported anything I've ever done, I'm untouchable in front of this thing. This, this thing we call a microphone, when I'm on it, I'm on it. And there's nobody that can talk me down or talk different to me or make me feel uncomfortable or none of that shit. None of that. I am, listen, I think I'm one of the best. I, I truly, truly believe that. And if you don't believe that, you're in the wrong line of work. If you don't think that over the years of putting in all this work and all this effort makes you the best in the world at what you do, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it for, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, five minutes of fame or whatever the case may be. I'm doing this because I know that my brand, Dave Sturchio, junior if you want to call me junior because of my father, I am the one who controls the rest of the way. There's not a goddamn person on this planet that can 
distract me, derail me, or anything like that. And right now, I may be in my bag. In this moment, I might be in my bag because, A, I just worked out and I'm still feeling the effects. And, and shout out to under, uh, Underground Nutrition. They're amazing. Um, selling Trump, but they're, they're amazing people. Um, but what I'm saying is I feel like there is more to this story that it still has to be written. I look at this as, you know, that I could be one of the, the best to ever do it. And I think that I just need the right call, the right moment, the right time. And, and I'll be as fully transparent as humanly possible. The first episode of this podcast did well. I, I don't remember. A couple hundred people listened to it, right? The second one went down. The third one went down. The fourth one went down. The people that listen to me every week are the ones that I ride for. And I appreciate those people forever, right? Those are the people that when I do make it big and I do cash that big check, guess what? You're getting taken care of too, man. You are. You guys, have, you have no idea the amount the, that I crave certain things. One of the biggest things I crave right now is to take care of the people that I love. That is the biggest thing in my life. I have not been a perfect human being my entire life. I have made so many mistakes that I, I've lost count but it's about what you're doing right now. If you were watching the rear view and you were looking back and saying, oh man, if I would have done this, this wouldn't have happened. Stop that shit right now. Stop right now in this moment. Right now as you're listening to the sound of my voice, do not think about the past anymore because that does not define you. And I, I shout out to those who look at me every time they see me, anytime they see me, because I know there's a lot of them out there. And, and they don't deflect me. They don't distract me. They don't do any of that shit. There is a certain amount of people out there in everybody's life that will forever look at you as the guy you were way back when or the mistake you made way back when or the time you did this way back when or the time that you slighted them a little bit way back then. They will forever stick with that image of you. But guess what? I'm here to let you know. That today, on July 6th, you are who you are going forward and every day after this. There's no looking back. This has been a kind of a roundabout venting session that I needed, okay? And maybe you needed it too. I, I don't know. But what I will say is thank you. Thank you for everybody who listens every week. Thank you for the people that subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for everybody who supports Chop Studios on our Patreon Thank you for everybody who's ever, ever advertised with us to keep us afloat. You know, there are so many people out there that I want to thank that I could just keep going and going and going. There's, there's a million, million ways to thank somebody. But the way I want to thank people down the road is to give them a bag of cash and say, here is the money that you contributed to me, back to you, and then some. I know life isn't all about the dollar and I know life isn't all about money and, and, and money can't buy happiness. And while I agree to that to an extent, because it definitely can buy you some fun stuff, I believe in paying it forward. You know, Craig Carton, who just left WFAN for FS1, he's a guy that I've listened to on the uh, New York radio for a long, long time. He went away because he did some bad, bad things. He embezzled some, some charity money. He was gambling it away. He had a gambling addiction, a gambling problem. He gets arrested, goes to jail, pays his dues, does his time. Gets out, gets another opportunity 
to go back to WFAN, in which that stemmed to his FS1 job now. Bro, if that's not, if that's not an absolute indication that you are not defined by your past, I don't know what is. But he once said, and I'll forever remember this, if you tell more than one person a good deed that you did, you did it for the wrong reasons. Meaning, if you go out there and pay it forward or pay for the guy behind you or whatever the hell the case may be, if you go out there and you tell the world that you did it, you're just looking for that gratification from those people. Just know in your heart that you did something good. And it'll come back to you. Trust me. Just trust me when I tell you that. It'll come back to you in some way, shape, or form, whether it be, you know, monetary, whether it be just physical stature, mental, emotional, just feeling good about you doing something good. I've done plenty of good shit, right? <laughs> Listen, despite the fact that I've, I'm, I was at one point a walking mistake, okay? I've, at one point, I was that dude. Despite all that, I've done some good too. And I continue to try to do good. And I continue to try to pump everybody up around me because that's the kind of dude that I am. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Dave Sturchio Show. I will be working on getting some guests, whether it be Zoom or in the studio or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter. Uh, I want to branch out. I want to get people's stories out there. I want to learn. I want to absorb everybody else's content. That's what I do. I just lift people up around me because at the end of the day, like I say every episode, I literally probably said this every episode, if you just root for everybody to win, it'll come back to you 10 effing fold take care everybody thank you for listening and i will see you guys next week